0: And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the Triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. It's time
1: for the mailbag. We want to hear from you.
0: Uh, got another one here from Barb as we hop over to Chapel Hill. Uh, Barb says we're just starting to dip our toe in the housing search waters and stopped in on a few open houses last weekend. In one house, we noticed a moldy moisture type smell. In another home, we had a lot of trouble getting any of the windows to open. Seems like every house has little red flags. How do you tell which ones are serious and which ones aren't before you put in an offer?
1: Barb, that's a great question. And, um, you know, that would be concerns of mine as well, especially mold. Mold's not something you play around with, but, you know, that's really where your real estate professional should be stepping in and giving you that guidance. Um, You know, because remember when it comes to buying a home, it is understood per the North Carolina real estate contract that you are buying the home as is. It is a buyer beware state. So it is best that we bring those things to the attention of the seller, make them part of an offer, make sure that those items are taken care of either before making an offer or as part of the agreement. Just because the last thing that we would want is for you to go under contract, start investing money um, into purchasing this home only to have all these red flags really come to light and so by having a real estate professional who is savvy who has been to several several home sales inspections uh, it is really important just to bring those things to light because there's probably a lot of things if you're already you're noticing those things there's probably other things you're not noticing you could always get a home inspection up front but I would also you know hate that you would start investing in money into a home that you might not even go under contract on because maybe you and the seller do not come to an agreement on pricing. So I don't feel like that's the best route, uh, but heaven again a real estate professional like A. Cole Realty, our team is top notch. We see homes every day. We see inspection, uh, inspection reports every day and we know what to be on the lookout for is really going to be useful and helpful before you decide to make an offer on a home.
0: That's a great point, Angie. And I mean, because some things can look like a red flag, but they're really not a big deal. Like the windows not opening could mean somebody did some painting and they kind of painted the window shut. Yep,
1: yep. And I, I, honestly, I see that all the time. You just need to take a razor blade to it, cut the window free. You know, it's just, honestly, it was a painter being a little bit messier. And it could easily happen just even with paint dripping down. So that's not the end of the world. Uh, But it
0: could also mean the foundation is shifting. And then you can't open a a window at all. There could be. I understand the worry.
1: There could be. But I mean, there's, you know... Even with brand new homes, they're never going to be perfect. There's always going to be issues, always going to be concerns. But just making sure that, you know, if they are larger concerns, bring that to the attention of the seller. Make that part of your offer from the get-go because, once again, they are not required to fix it, you know, and, and agree to anything once you're under contract. You know, if they don't fix it for you, they're going to run into the same hiccup probably with the next buyer So, yeah. um very seldom do we run to a hiccup where a deal falls apart because of inspections and we can't come to an agreement. Yeah,
0: usually there's a way to meet halfway or at least partway in one direction or the other to help things come together and complete the sale. Nobody really wants to back out at that point. So um, it's just good to keep that in mind too, Bar. But great question. Um, really, I think that is a good thing to be thinking about. And Barb, something that might be helpful for you as well is you can actually, you know, the home inspection part of the process is an important one. And I would recommend getting a little bit more educated about that maybe before you continue with your home search or as you continue with your home search, because you do want to make the right choices and know what to be on the lookout for. And uh, Angie has actually put together a home inspection guide. And if you want to check it out, you can text the word inspect to the number 555 and we'll text you back a link to download the inspection guide. And it'll talk about some of the things that you should be on the lookout for, some of the things that you should be thinking about when it comes to getting your home inspected, or if you're a buyer, uh, inspecting that home. And even though this usually happens after you make an offer on a home when you get that home inspection, it at least it'll give you maybe a little checklist and a few more things to be aware of as you're looking at some of these homes. What are the big deals? What aren't? So if you want to get that guide right now on your smartphone, you can text the Word inspect to the number five 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 eight eight eight. All right, Angie. One more question for you. Here comes to us from Peter in Clayton, and Peter says, "How much should we budget to set aside for due diligence money and earnest money in today's market?"
1: Yeah, um th- there's not a, a one way fits all, but what we've kind of seen as far as being the norm is typically about one percent of the total purchase price. So between due diligence and earnest money typically 1% of the purchase price has been the norm in our market. Every market's a little bit different. Um, If you're in a multiple offer situation, maybe you need to get a little bit more uh, firm with those numbers and maybe offer a little bit more. But what we're typically seeing is a total of about 1%. Um, But remember, Peter, that, Although you are handing those monies over, they will be cashed immediately. Okay. As long as you make it to the closing table, those are credited back to you at closing. So they will go towards your down payment, towards your closing costs, um, whatever it might be. But, you know, you do need to put a little bit of skin in the game when it comes to going under contract because the seller is taking that home off the market for you while you are doing your due diligence, getting your financing, and making it to the closing table.
0: And I think the other thing too, Angie, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if you are in a really competitive situation or are going to be in a competitive situation, you may want to set aside even more for the due diligence and earnest money as it may help you win that bid or win the offer on a home.
1: Most definitely, most definitely. You're 100% correct. And you know, even if it's still like about a 1%, put in more of that 1% towards the due diligence money versus the earnest money. Um, I've oftentimes seen people put, all of the money just towards due diligence and no earnest money, but still equaling to be about 1% of the purchase price. Uh, the reason why that is more attractive to sellers is due diligence money's at risk immediately. So you are showing that you are serious. You are going to make it to the closing table where Earnest money is at risk after due diligence expires. So now maybe we have, you know, 12 to 21 days or so for you to decide if you truly are going to move forward and make it to the closing table. So giving more money up front as due diligence, which is due at the time of contract, you know, immediately, uh, that is going to show how serious of a buyer that you truly are.
0: But back to Barb's question if you do have some big concerns, perhaps about repairs that the house might need, then be careful about committing too much due diligence money. That, that sort That's, of seems like the, there's the that fine, fine line, line. The, the advice you guys have to it's, give, right?
1: I know. There is that fine line, and it's difficult because you want to be cautious on giving too much due diligence. And Then what if there's major repairs that come up and the seller's not willing to work with you? Yeah, the um, seller might so be if, like,
0: yeah, you're locked in. You paid way up front.
1: <laughs> I know. it. it it's and There's not a there's not a kind of even middle ground either. You know, it's tough when it comes to that, you know, as far as how much you truly love the home versus are we nervous about inspections coming back. So if there are some concerns like Barb mentioned and you are really worried about what this inspection report might look like, be, be a little bit careful about giving too much due diligence up upfront. Um, another way I've seen it worked is Give due diligence at the beginning and say, hey, we will order inspections by this date. Once we get a report back, then we'll give more due diligence immediately right after that. Um, Same thing goes for a concerned appraisal. Uh, So you can give due diligence, you know, at different times of the contract, you know, before you get to when the additional like earnest or earnest money would be due or, you know, at risk.
0: So expand on that just, just, just for a moment. So you could do like a a medium, uh, somewhere in between a due diligence and an earnest money, do like a delayed due diligence of additional amount after an inspection.
1: Sure can. Oh. Um, I've had, I've had, for example, where, uh, you know, in this market, there's coming soon listings, right? It is, uh, legally and, and per the actual real estate commission, North Carolina real estate commission, um, against the, the, you know, rules, the laws, ethics to allow someone in the home why it's a coming soon. Um, but I have had instances where someone will make a sight and scene offer would give him very minimal due diligence. You know, I recently had one, I can't disclose exact amounts, but very, very minimal minimal uh, due diligence money up front they said we will be able to look at the home within forty-eight hours after we step in foot in the home. Then this amount of due diligence, which was a much more significant amount, is due at five o'clock on that day, and now at risk. So you know the terms were spectacular. Uh, they worked in the favor of our seller, and so they were more than happy to accept that side and seed offer. But you know we weren't held. To I guess being in contract with them, they can decide they want to quickly back out if the home didn't you know work for them once they step foot into it because they didn't put much money on the line. So yeah, there are ways to kind of trickle that due diligence money oh. per se to you know make it work to your advantage.
0: You learn something every day after hosting this show with you for years. I thought I'd learned it all, Angie, but nope.
1: always always new things. I'm still learning. You know, I <laughs> tell you what in real estate, I've been doing this for you know 13 years now and. There's new situations, there's I mean, there's you know, there's there's different personalities, different people we work with, different homes, different locations, and there's something new every day.
0: The dynamic always changes. Keeps that's it for fun. Sure. Uh, very neat, great question, Peter. That one sparked some good conversation and helped us learn something new on today's show. So that is very cool. Uh, but it, since you are asking about due diligence money and earnest money and those kinds of things, it might be a great idea for you or anybody else who's beginning that process of buying a home to pick up Angie Cole's Home Buying Guide. This is a guide that Angie has put together specifically for home buyers in the area. You can access it right now from your smartphone by texting the word contract to the number 555-888. Again, just text the word contract to the number 555-888. We'll text you back a link to download the guide. Just walks you through some of the important terms, some of the steps, kind of the chronological process of what it looks like to buy a home in North Carolina, you know, in our area. So it's just a nice, helpful guide to have on hand that kind of teaches you about things like due diligence and earnest money. That's covered in the guide, as well as the rest of the buying process. So if you want to get that at your fingertips, all you have to do is text the word contract to the number 555-888. One more time, just text the word CONTRACT to the number 555-888. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com